Hello, it's Dan. Um, just a note before today's episode begins. Uh, we had technical issues recording this week, and uh, so unfortunately uh, this week's episode is going to be kind of short because um, we had to uh, get rid of some segments that didn't record properly. Uh, but we uh, saved what we could and wanted to still publish an episode. So uh, here it is, and hope you enjoy. Dustin, you put Defending Jacob in our doc also because uh, you wanted to mention it, which is good because I haven't seen it and I don't know anything about it other than Chris Evans is in it? Yes. And Michelle Docker. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's all I know. <laughs> and it's on Apple. It is. It's based on a novel. Are we talking about this right now? This is what we're doing? Yeah, we might as well. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's based on a novel. It feels like a novel. It's like um, uh, Chris Evans and Michelle Dockery pay parents to this teenage kid who's like 16 who is accused of murdering a classmate and stabbing him to death. And Chris Evans plays a, a prosecutor who ends up trying to make sure his son isn't convicted because he's his father, but also because he doesn't think his son committed the murder. So okay. it's, 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 it's pretty dark and pretty bleak, um, but in a comfortable way, like reading a nice legal thriller or mis- murder mystery, because uh, we don't know for sure that the kid did it and, or didn't do it. But um, and Chris, uh, Chris Evans plays a very... He plays a... A prosecutor who works outside of Boston, so and he's got he's bearded Chris Evans, so it's the good Chris Evans, and uh, Michelle. Uh, can Dock- tell if it's a good yeah. Chris Evans. Okay. If he's if he's got a beard or if he is playing a character who lives in or around Boston, that is the key to a good Chris Evans role. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, what about um, Sunshine? Did he have a beard in Sunshine? I don't think he did. Oh well. He didn't end Scott Pilgrim either, but you know this. You know, this is the post uh, MCU. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, he was in a really good movie with um. Oh my God, uh, Gifted. Oh, I love that movie so much. He had he has the sexiest accent I've ever heard in my life in that movie. It's unreal. Is it a Boston accent? Yeah, yeah. He's he's got a really good Boston accent. Anyway, it's a cool little whodunit murder mystery family drama, and um, it's not particularly uplifting, but if you're into that sort of... If you like to read books like this, then the mm-hmm. series is good. Okay. So it, it, it's, um, it sounds like it's not... Even though it's, it's bleak in a murder mystery way, it's not bleak in like a broad church or dead water fell kind right. of way. No, not... Okay. Not, not bleak for bleak's sake. Right. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. Hmm. 
where I enjoy it. What about like compared to the uh, something more recent like The Outsider? I mean, obviously The Outsider has uh, supernatural elements, but is it bleak uh, in a similar way? Uh, I don't. It's more. I. It feels like a Richard Price novel. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody. Um, or like uh, maybe even a Grisham movie, only as a series. That sort of thing. Mm. It, there's okay. a murder well, because you need a murder in order to investigate it. It just happens right. to be the kid of the lead characters, which makes it... Well, it's funny that you mentioned that you compare it to Richard Price because he 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 created The Outsider, <laughs> even though oh, he, he did oh, write the book. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, the book, the, the source material on now is obviously Stephen King, but... Right. I do like Richard Price. Uh, but that's about it. Yeah, watch it if you have Apple TV, but it's not worth purchasing Apple TV. Got it. But and it's the best thing it, I've um, seen on there, except for the morning show. Really? Better than uh, Mythic Quest? Oh, oh, I forgot about that. Man, that just came and went, didn't it? And I did <laughs> like that so much. But I like Mythic happened. Quest. Me too, but that that's what really happens good. when you release all the episodes at once. You forget. Right. Um... And is this one weekly, the way that uh, yeah, the other shows are? Okay. Start with three and then weekly, which is my preferred method. Model? Yes. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, um, it's time if Tori's time. back. <laughs> Tori, are you back? I think I'm back. Am I back? Tori's back. Is back right. again. Well... In that case, it's time. Uh, we have to talk about Westworld. <laughs> I like how you make it sound like such a burden. We have to. <laughs> I mean, it's the end. Of, it's the end of season three. It's the last time we're going to talk about it for two years. So you know, we might as well. I know that's really the thing. Westworld oh my God, ended. It took them two years to make this season. Oh, that's yeah. embarrassing. And. It, it, and it's going to take at least two years, at a minimum two years, with, you know, production delays and everything. But, uh, Tori, do you want to lead us off since you, you've been covering it for Pajiba, an excellent uh, pop culture site on the internet? <laughs> oh, I've heard of it. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Westworld ended. Um, I would argue that really, if, if you don't have time, Let's say you're under some sort of time constraint. You have some place else in your house to be other than in front of your television. Uh, you know, demands on your time. Um, you could skip basically the entire finale and just watch the end credit scenes. Um, because they will get you really excited about the eventual fourth season that will be forthcoming <laughs> within some time in, in about two years. Uh, the rest of the finale <laughs> was just a whole lot of filler, <laughs> followed by reveals that are fine, yeah. but aren't necessarily built in any satisfying way. Um, so I don't know. So the, the end credit scene, should we just dispense with that first? Yeah, we might as well because that that's the that's kind of the the, the majority of the stuff that's going to affect uh what's going forward, I guess. Okay. Um all right, so there are two of them. 
the first one is uh, William, who is, uh, at this point, as you know, he's decided he's going to be the hero and he is going to kill all of the hosts. Right. So at some uh, indeterminate point in the future, he has gone into a, a foreign Delos lab and he's going to assassinate a bunch of hosts. While he's there, he discovers uh, Crispy Charlotte, mm-hmm. the the angry rogue uh, Dolores. Right. Uh, and they have a showdown, and she reveals that she has built a uh, William bot, a man in black bot. And that comes out, and they fight, and he, the robot, the host version of William kills the human version of William. So, uh, and if you remember the end credit season scene from last season, they were running the sort of fidelity tests or whatever on a host version of William. So this is sort of following up on that. Um, so that's exciting. (laughs) It's nice that the, uh, the, the last image that they gave us at the end of the second season could finally be answered somewhat in the last image of the third season. (laughs) Right. And even then, it's still not happening in what would be the current timeline, like time frame. <laughs> like we're still just projecting right. into right. the future. Um, and then, yeah, so mm-hmm. the other end credit scene is, again, not really. It's at some point in the future. We don't know exactly when. We don't know if it's concurrent with the William killing William scene. Uh, but it is. Uh, Bernard, who at the end of the finale uh, has left Stubbs to die in a tub and has entered the oh, sublime, uh, he which which causes him to sort of like power down, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's him powering back on, and he he wakes up in this motel room and uh, he's covered in dust. So it's basically right. you don't know how long he's been there, but it looks um, like it's it been based you, on the amount of dust. What, it's been a long time. It's been a very long time. Uh, but you don't know if that is, you know, the same amount of time as whatever with Dolores and, and William or, you know, uh, or sorry, Charlotte and William. So you don't right. you don't quite know how far in the future this is. Um, theoretically, one of the future potential three seasons could possibly catch up to all of this. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it right. would be kind of great if, like, the hint, like, last season they, they did the, an end credit scene that was, you know, so far into the future and then pick up in season three and they haven't caught up with it. And I would kind of like if they show that will that Bernard at the end of season three in this end credit sequence sometime far in the future wakes up from the sublime. But what if all of season four, he's just still there? Like... He's just, Jeffrey Wright is not right. in the season. He's just on a bed somewhere in the sublime, completely unconscious, and the show has not caught up <laughs> to that future point. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. I mean, the, the thing that would be nice about that is that then at least he, it, it would almost be better than giving him a whole season where he has kind of nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. He had nothing to do this season. They gave him a really lovely scene in the finale with Gina Torres, uh, who plays Arnold's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But it was right. such a departure. It had nothing to do with the rest of the the show. What's going on? Like, here, here's your season finale. Right. But it, it was a wonderful moment for Jeffrey Wright. 
And you're just kind of like, oh, that's why he's on the show. Right. <laughs> right. But that that was, it was so confusing because it wasn't, uh, it wasn't set up in any way. And it wasn't, um, it came so far out of left field that it was like, oh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm appreciating the scene for what it is, but I don't, uh, like I'm, any attachment I have to it is basically because of the actors and not because of the storytelling. Right. The content. Yeah. Like the whole scene, it, it not only did it come out of nowhere, it didn't reveal anything that would then have repercussions in the rest of the episode. It's not like it added anything either. It just was there. Right. And, you know, I mean, I'm kind of okay with that part of it. Like, I'm okay with it not having repercussions and just being a nice scene if it's something that was somehow, you know, important in this season. But it wasn't. Like, it wasn't a... I mean, I don't think we even knew up to this point that Jean Torres was uh, was his actual wife. Because the last time we saw her, she was a recording in season one, like a basically like a voicemail that that uh, Bernard was uh, was watching. And at that point, we didn't know that he was a host. So um, so when once we realized he was a host, then we, you, you, we never got confirmation one way or the other whether or not Gina Torres was real or if uh, she was just, you know, a made-up thing for, uh, to trick his, his host into thinking that he was human. Um, so we yeah, got confirmation right. of that here because she's a real person, much older now. But, um, but, but yeah, I don't know. It just um, like there were a lot of things here in this finale that I felt like I would have liked to have had them set up somehow in a way that would have given them more meaning. So there was that. There was the um, the reveal that that Charlotte uh, had met. Um, uh, I'm blanking on the character. Uh, Aaron Paul. Um, that that she had met him when he was in training, and they had used oh. the Westworld Park for training, uh, and Dolores. he had been kind in in that moment. So it, Caleb, yeah. Oh, sorry, Dolores, not Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, that he had been he had been kind and like prevented his guys from you know uh, taking advantage of the hosts. So um, so and she remembered that. So that was like, oh, he can make he has agency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, but true. we never it's got like, to see that until this episode. So yeah, in a flashback that they could have seeded in at any point during any of the other flashbacks they gave. Like, I think that was that was especially frustrating to me because Cal right. is set up to be this like what makes what makes him matter is that he has free will and he has agency, but we have not right. seen it at all really this season. Mm-hmm. Because he's just mm-hmm. kind of used and he's he's led around. And then the one example that they give is, yeah, this flashback that they add at the 11th hour to something that has not been... Mm-hmm. We've seen plenty of Cal flashbacks. <laughs> this, <laughs> Like, you could have shown it at any point so that we'd at least have some inkling that, like, oh, yeah, like, that's why he, that's why he matters. But no. Um, no, I agree. I think there was a lot of stuff that, that, or even, even the reveal with Dolores, like we're, we've spent the whole season wondering if she's manipulating him or like what her goal is and her ultimate. And I, I think I realized that there was, there was no reveal. 
there was no solution to that problem that was going to be satisfactory because it had been so obfuscated for the whole season. So, you know, when they kind of have this speech at the end where she's in her memory with Maeve and she's kind of like, you know, no, I chose beauty. Like, I'm not out to annihilate the humans. I just, I want them to have free will. I want all of us to have freedom and I want, you know, but to do that, you've got to tear everything down and, and start again. And so it's like, okay, so she's not a villain. Right. But also it kind of leads to the same thing. <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of a funny, a funny thing. We're like, <laughs> no, she's not trying to cause human extinction, but there will be mass casualties and there will be a societal collapse. And, and she hasn't, she's not making the right. t- determination. She's handing that ball off to Cal and being like, you choose. So I don't know. Right. Um, so, so do, do you think that, uh, uh, sh- uh, I was about to say Charlotte again. Uh, do you, do you think that Dolores prime is dead? Like that the, the, the original Dolores, is she gone? Are we, are we done with, is Evan Rachel Wood, uh, off the show? I don't think, I think Evan Rachel Wood will come back. Uh, I think that Dolores mm-hmm. prime what? is dead. Oh yeah. Dustin spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> You should watch the show, Dustin. It's great. <laughs> um, okay. No, no. Uh, I quit. No, no. So, well, but first, here's like, the thing. Surprise. So she's like, obviously sent out a bunch she's of like, Yeah, I mean, my... They, they literally build mm-hmm. her a new body in this episode and just put her pearl in it. So... Right. A Dolores... In a, an Evan Rachel Wood-looking body is attainable. And we know that there are still copper, even though they are slightly different because of their experiences. So they won't be necessarily necessarily Dolores Prime, but Musashi's Pearl is, I think, still somewhere. Um, and the Clifton Collins Jr. Dolores is still out there. Um, mm-hmm. They can, I'm sure, build more. Uh, so right. there's plenty of... There can be another Dolores. It will not be exactly the same. We're also dealing with, you know, it's Dolores. She always had a plan. Like, maybe she saved herself right before she got wiped. Like, who knows? Like, maybe in the sublime, mm-hmm. she... Well, no, she couldn't have sent herself there. But, <laughs> you know. So, no, I don't I don't think Evan Rachel Wood will be off the show because I think that would be silly. I do think that the focus is going to shift. And I think one of the more right. interesting things is that we spent this whole season trying to figure out if Dolores is a hero or a villain. We find out she's she was more mm-hmm. or less a hero, but in but she also created the villain we were afraid she was the whole thing, which is a Dolores hell bent on human extinction, and that is the Charlotte Dolores. Right. So, whatever other versions of Dolores exist moving forward, we now have the the not evil but the villain Dolores that we were afraid of. Um, and I think that's right. that's going to be an interesting right. dynamic. I think that Maeve takes hopefully yeah. more of a center stage. <laughs> She's <laughs> if a bit of a baton, kind of a passing yeah. off. <laughs> I don't know. And and then and then there's the question really of what Cal's role is anymore because the whole season was about him being being the leader. He he 
could be because of his very special free will that we saw no evidence of. Mm -hmm. But it felt like (laughs) all he had to do to exercise that role was to make the decision to shut down Rehoboam, Rehoboam. Rehoboam. He wiped the computer. Yeah. And and they were, by the way, they were saying the, the computer's name several different ways in the final episode. Yes. And I was, uh, I was distracted by that when, like when it threw uh, me off because then I when, stopped. Uh, Sirak <laughs> is like Rehoboam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it threw me off. I was like, now I don't know what's the right yeah, pronunciation. Yeah, it was, um, it was weird. Um, um, but yeah, so basically, Cal has has mm-hmm. Cal served his purpose? Does he now go back to being just one of the civilians, or is he? Does he have a role as a leader anymore? Like he's he's served his purpose. He has given humanity free will. Right. Is there is there a role for him? Right. Like that's where I'm kind of interested. I don't know. But mind you, all of that is interesting. It all happened at the very end of My the episode. My guess is yes, because it's but only because yeah. it's Aaron. I mean, Cole. he's definitely going to be in it. But I hope that next season is him just being really <laughs> right. like, "What do I do now?" It's like, bitch, you barely did anything then. <laughs> Like, you wandered around. You made one decision. One decision. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I don't know. The episode, there was so much filler, though. Like, because it was a whole, tr- it was their whole trek to get to Insight, and... Yeah. I didn't even pay attention. Did Sarai? I mean, he was bleeding. Uh, I don't think we saw him die. Yeah. If I'm, If I'm not mistaken, I think, uh... He was bleeding, um, but we didn't actually see him die. Um, other other random things that popped up. Um, Lawrence showing up was amazing, and I was so happy to see Clifton Collins Jr., except you also only have him for 30 seconds. And I'm like, but, but why? <laughs> yeah, and it makes no Lawrence. sense. He's yeah, so let's great. actually, let's go back to that. So all season, we've been wondering who that last Dolores clone was. The big mystery. Like, you know, we would slowly get reveals of like you know so so there we knew that there was this one and last we heard in berlin and musashi was sending a briefcase to that clone so we've been waiting we knew it was going to come back right so somehow (laughs) between like last episode and this episode the mysterious berlin has come to san francisco infiltrated the san francisco pd is clifton collins jr is lawrence and is just there to hand off a briefcase within 30 seconds and walk away. It was it was great because you're right. like, oh, that's who the last Dolores And also, is. I guess, uh, set up explosives yeah. for the... Like, definitely shows up and saves the day. But on the other hand, it, was, it right. was such a waste. It's like, why have we been wondering all this? How did you get here from Berlin? Like, how is any of this happening? Why are you pretending to be a cop? Um, there was, so that was one of the reveals that annoyed me. Um, the, the reveal that Sirach is not in control of mm-hmm. Rehoboam. It's the other way around. He's been, he's sacrificed his free will and is actually just, he's taking all of his, the computer is telling him what to do. He's not telling the computer what to do. Um, that would have been really neat if they'd like, seeded that in at any point because the the way they reveal it is literally Maeve suddenly because she has her special uh, Neo from the Matrix powers 
she suddenly can start hearing uh, the computer talk in his head and anticipate <laughs> his words. Um, but she's been around Sorak the entire season. Right. She could have picked up on the fact that he was taking his cues from a computer at any point the entire season. She could have blown up his, like, very threatening button at any point using her brain the entire season. Did not. Did it in the finale. Right. She just didn't realize that she could. I guess. She didn't know that she... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so there's a lot of... Um, All right, I have two questions. Yes. As someone who's stopped watching. (laughs) Um, Did James Morrison ever come back? No. No. Theoretically, he's in Sublime. Do you feel like Tessa Thompson feels like she's outgrown the show and doesn't want to be there anymore? Hmm. I think the reverse. I think they're guaranteeing her a media role moving forward by almost killing off Evan Rachel Wood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that, if anything, she she has... um, She's had more interesting things to do, even this season, than... uh, previous seasons. I mean, if and, you think uh, about it, they made her Dolores. They made her the main character. <laughs> I see. So no game tonight because we're having weird technical issues and so we're just going to end it. So, uh, you know, next week's episode will be better, hopefully. Uh, oh, we'll so, see. yeah, we'll see. No, no promises. No, no, no. Yeah, Dustin, I'm trying to be positive, Dustin. How dare you? <laughs> anyway, uh, good night. Good night. Good night, everyone.